Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Former President and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business described us as Canada's most powerful woman, and she was, and I think still is. But uh, also a member of the Conservative Party and working Canadians at Working CDNS on Twitter. Look, the only stipulation here is that we don't talk about the Liberals, we talk about the Conservative Party. You remember okay. the party, <laughs> and we had our own tool on this program earlier. Let me ask you, and I asked him, what would possibly motivate him to try to really push for an election in this budget we're getting tomorrow? I'd like your assessment of the party, the Conservative Party, under the, under the direction of Aaron O'Toole, and how would that compare with another, and you choose the Prime Minister, Conservative Prime Minister, who has gone before. Please go ahead. Well, I, I know Aaron well as well, because he was a minister in the Harper government, and I, you know I was very active at the time with CFIB working with that government, as we did with all governments over the years. And I, I think Aaron, Aaron is a very decent human being. He's a very nice guy. Sometimes I wonder if he's too nice for politics, and that's maybe a bad thing to say, but he, I don't think he goes for the juggler anywhere near enough, personally. Um, uh, but again, I, I think it, it sort of goes against his personality, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's a sad statement to say that you basically have to be a, you know, a, a deceitful, <laughs> a deceitful fiend to be successful in <laughs> politics. But unfortunately, there's a reasonable amount of evidence that would support that uh, that assumption. But he's a smart guy, capable guy, always, uh, you know, I, I believe anyway, and you know, decent, decent person. And I think he struggles with being as aggressive as he needs to be, especially right now, because let's face it, an awful lot of our national media um, are, are ignore Trudeau's foibles, which of course are <laughs> legion. Um, I, I think back to scandal, so-called scandals under the Harper government, the Mike Duffy thing, which frankly was, I, I mean, sure, it was a stupid situation, but good Lord, it involved $90,000 of some private uh, person's money, not a cent of taxpayer dollars, but it got way more ink than the we scandal did. Under uh, it got years. It got years of attention. Sex, you know, sexual harassment and so on. It, it, it's just really out of proportion. So Aaron has a tall order right now. One thing I would say, comparing him to, say, Harper, you know, previous uh, conservative prime minister, was what happened at his convention, uh, which in the, on the climate issue, right, where the, the, the rank and file of the party, and frankly, resolutions in, at conventions are uh, great fun for n insider nerds, but they really don't mean a whole heck of a lot in the big picture. But anyway, Harper would have squelched that before it even happened. And, you know, in the, in the, in the Liberal convention a week ago, um, last weekend, there was also some stuff that could have been potentially embarrassing, but it was squelched before it sort of ever got to a vote on the floor. So that's something that, you know, Aaron probably didn't do in the interest of sort of free speech and letting people express themselves and express their, you know, disagreement maybe with some of his positions, but it ended up working out badly for him. You know, Catherine, so, there's always been the sense, though, that conservative parties and conser members of conservative parties are going to be their own worst enemies. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, no, the conservative parties are way more fractious, way more, uh, you know, interested in shooting themselves in the, in the head uh, than liberals ever are. But let's also not forget, I mean, we, all, we always have to keep things in perspective. Everybody's talking, oh, conservative party, terrible right now, blah, blah, blah. 
But I think back to the days of Michael Ignatieff and Stefan Dion for the Liberals, when people were saying precisely the same thing about the Liberal Party. So the notion of counting any party, frankly, down is foolish if you know history. And, yeah. and I certainly don't count the Conservative Party down. They have their issues, as they do. But also, when you're out of power, those dissenting voices are a lot louder. When you- you're in power and you can wield all the tools, all the levers that you have when you're in power... Uh, boy, people snap to attention a lot more. What, what do you think is what do you, what what do you think is going to cause? What could cause Aaron O'Toole to snap and say, "Look, this is enough." And I said to him, "You have to make definitive statements. You can't just go on declarative statements. You can't go on Twitter and say we will fight for you because nobody cares about that stuff. Yeah. It matters so I think nothing." He has to go on the offensive. I don't know what's going to drive him to do that. Um, maybe mortal fear of losing his job. <laughs> uh, and I, I was listening to your interview with him earlier, and, and he came across, as he usually does, fundamentally decent, reasonable positions, and so on and so forth. I thought the climate issue, you know, that's playing defense to my way of thinking. Not that you don't address it. Yes, you address it. But to, to make that some kind of big priority, when we know from all the opinion polls, for Canadians in general, their top issues are not the climate issue. He walked the into economy, that, though. Pandemic, he he, he willingly and voluntarily walked into that. Pardon me, Roy? O'Toole willingly and voluntarily yeah, walked what, into the climate issue. That's what I mean by issue. playing defense. Yeah. That, that is playing the liberal game or the opposition game, because other parties also are involved in that, uh, instead of your own game where you set your priorities, you look at what Canadians are interested, and play offense 24-7. I just want to give you a quick Stephen Harper story. So we had him scheduled for an interview one afternoon, and it was supposed to be uh, on the half hour, and he didn't call. And we got to the 37-minute mark, and it was a 15-minute interview, and he finally called. And I'd been treading water, and I was getting more and more irritated. And he came on, and I said to him, you're late. (laughs) And he said, well, I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and that was it. It was after that, it was, you do what you want with that, Roy Green, but I'm here now. Very well, as you know. Yeah. But he had a spine of steel. He did. (laughs) And he was also super smart. He was a real, even even his opponents had to concede. He was super smart, unlike our current person who sits in the uh, Prime Minister's chair. Stop that. (laughs) If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.